The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is just going to be me tonight. Uh, Landon Marcus will not be joining today. they, they, They were a little busy, but hey. We're back, okay? Don't worry. You're in good hands, okay? We're we're going to have a good time together. Before we get going, guys, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you drop a comment down below and what you think about this video and the, and the stuff that we're going to talk about. Given, the obviously, the title of this and, obviously, the thumbnail, we're going to be talking about a, a player in Baltimore and a couple of guys who are going to be staying with the Indianapolis Colts as well as other stuff coming out of the NFL owners meeting down in Florida. So there's a lot of things to talk about. But before we get going, guys, make sure, uh, again, smash the like video. Make sure you are subscribed if you enjoy the Blue Stable and all of its content provided by our writers and our hardworking people like myself, Landon, Marcus, and our writers, Lucas, Jack, Landon, as well, a draft writer, Seb, you know, all just shouting those guys out. Uh, make sure you support them, and we always appreciate any support you guys give us. So we love you for that, and we do want to make an announcement that Jack Goley, our other draft writer, will be joining us starting next week, and he and Landon are going to be providing you guys with awesome draft content, talking about players who fit the Colts, where can they be stolen in the draft? Where could they be mocked in the draft? Wherever the case may be, those two are going to bring fabulous, great content for all of you guys. So let's go ahead and get started, guys. First off, starting at the NFL owners meeting, obviously some things went down when it turned comes to just giving out quotes, right? We, we always love those things. And before we get started, since it is by myself, hope y'all understand, I'm going to have to be a uh, taking some breaks to, you know, uh, get a drink here. And what I am drinking on is Dr. Pepper cream soda. Man, I think when it comes to soda, this is probably the best one out there. I know they got like Dr. Pepper, strawberries and cream and regular Dr. Pepper. But man, this is just like a drink from the heavens, man. So if y'all would, just in honor of being a month away from, from the draft, man, have a drink with me. Let's go. Oh my gosh, that's heaven. That is heaven. Okay, sorry, guys. Again, it's just going to be me, so I may take a drink here and there. Uh, if my mouth happens to get dry, guys, bear with me. But we're going to start off with Lamar Jackson. Okay, uh, Jim Mercer, Chris Ballard, general manager, owner uh, Jim Mercer, they had some things to say about the Lamar Jackson situation. Now, obviously, there are some things going on on Twitter, a lot of speculation, a lot of Fans are on one side of the fence who want to get Lamar Jackson so they can compete. Other side of the fence, people just want to say, no, let's not give up the draft capital. Let's not pay all that ridiculous money. Let's draft the quarterback, get a cheap contract in there, and build all the pieces around him. And really, you you understand both sides, right? You understand both sides. You understand the reasons for wanting Lamar Jackson. You put Lamar Jackson on this team today. Yes, you are a playoff contender. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender. We can't we can't know that, especially after you went 
four twelve and one, not by accident. You went four twelve and one. The offensive line was terrible. Uh, the supporting cast was terrible at times. The quarterback play was terrible at times. No surprising, no surprise. The coaching was terrible at times. Uh, shout out Jeff Saturday again. We 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 love him, man. We 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 always love him, but. Regardless, if you were to put Lamar Jackson on this team, yes, he makes you that much better. Lamar Jackson and Jonathan Taylor on the same team? I mean, come on now. And you got guys like Michael Pittman Jr., got a young stud in Alec Pierce. Okay, those are you two two receivers. Got in Isaiah McKenzie. What else could you bring in the draft, right? Left tackle, Bernard Ryman showed good stuff. You know, isn't a lock yet, but the trajectory is showing that he's probably going to be the guy moving forward so i get the reasons why people want lamar jackson in indianapolis and it makes sense but it also makes sense to just not want to pay that money and draft capital and go with the rookie quarterback first off the colts haven't drafted a quarterback their own since like what Andrew Luck in 2011, I know there was like Jacob Eason, but I'm talking about to be brought in high top 10 pick to be the franchise. It's been free agent, trade for a vet. It's been, you know, Jacoby Brissett was traded. Matt Ryan was traded. Phillip Rivers was signed. And now we have Gardner Minshew who was signed. I feel like if worst case scenario, this quarterback controversy uh, would be worst case scenario for the Colts it would probably be Garner Minshew starting. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, if you know what I mean, right? Garner Minshew can play some, but let's go ahead and get into these quotes here. Uh, Starting off with Jim Ursay, and I am getting this from uh, Zach Kiefer, I believe, of The Athletic. So shout out to him. He does great work, by the way. Make sure y'all go give him a follow and shout him out. Obviously, we love Zach Kiefer, friend of the show. Starting off with, with Jim Ursay. Right. When asked about uh, fully guaranteed contracts, which is what Lamar Jackson is asking for. And then, of course, last offseason, Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland uh, Browns. And I quote Jim Irsay, as an owner, I do not believe in fully guaranteed contracts. I think that a percentage is one thing. But from what I've seen from the NBA and baseball, I don't see it as a positive competitively. He continues, for me, for the good of the game, boy, I don't believe guaranteed contracts would be good for our game at all. At all. I don't think they make our game greater. I think it makes it worse. I don't expect anything else from an owner, right? Why would an owner give fully guaranteed contracts? Why Why would they do that? They're, they're businessmen. They're money men. Uh, why would it do that? It would hurt them. It, it makes sense. But at the same time, I mean, Jim, come on. This is where sports is is heading. And no matter what fight the owners or agents want to put out there, well, it's not a fight that agents are putting out there because, again, the more money their client makes, the more money they make. So the owner coming out and saying that, it's not surprising. It shouldn't be surprising to any of us, right? Jim say, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not talking about, of course, he's got more, way more money than me. But in turn, just among the NFL owners, I'm not sure Jim Irsay even crap cracks like the top 15 of the richest owners in the NFL. If if I'm if I'm being honest, I don't even believe he cracks the top 15 of that. So 
No, he probably doesn't have all the money in the world to be giving out fully guaranteed contracts. But at the same time, he mentioned NBA and, and MLB. I mean, look at where those two sports are today. They're 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 rising. They're awesome. Everybody is watching Major League Baseball. I tuned into Major League Baseball today, opening day, to watch the Texas Rangers. I haven't watched baseball since like 2012. And I'm now interested in the product. I don't like baseball, but guess what? Texas Rangers made some moves this offseason. Had to check it out, right? Right? So you pay the money, you get the results, especially in the viewership. NBA, everybody's getting contracts. That means more jersey sales, right? More ticket sales. That I mean, how does that not benefit the game? How does it not benefit the game? Come on now. Uh, but again, Jim Mercer, like he said, it is oh, he is old school. He grew up a certain way running an NFL franchise and seeing his dad run an NFL franchise. This is the power of the player's era, right? The, the player has more power than ever, and you're, you're seeing the differences, especially in the finances of this game. Uh, I don't take too much away from Jim Mercer other than the fact that if he's not on board for Lamar Jackson, I, I just don't believe Chris Ballard is going to go that move, especially when you're still kind of, you know, I, I know we've all kind of been blinded and forgotten about his job status uh, because of all the Anthony Richardson love, the Will Levis hate, obviously, from Twitter, um, just the quarterback conversation and obviously free agent signings as well, the trade. Uh, for Stephon Gilmore, uh, I believe there was another trade. I think it's off the uh, – I, th I think that was the only one. But releasing Matt Ryan, all that stuff was at the forefront of our minds. Chris Ballard is still on thin ice. Remember that. Chris Ballard is on thin ice. I do not expect Chris Ballard to say yes to Lamar Jackson when Jim Irsay says no. That just wouldn't make sense to me. He is on thin ice. And given the, the, the nature – of Jim Mercer's comments for, for the first time in a while, he hasn't been kissing Chris's, you know what, like he's, he's holding stern, right? And, and it, it's, it's a welcome sight, honestly, you know, stop, stop preaching up your GM who has messed up on some things, right? Has messed up at a few positions just last year, messed up at the left tackle spot, Matt Pryor, right? I mean, he was the worst player on the team. Chris Ballard came out and said he can play left tackle, you know, Keep him accountable. So I like that from, from Jim Mersey. Uh, I don't take away too much except that it's just increasingly likely the Colts won't get Lamar Jackson, although those conversations are always going to be fluid uh, as we enter into April this weekend. So the draft about, what, 27 days away now? Those talks are probably going to be ongoing, especially after the pro days the Colts have gone to. They were present at... Anthony Richardson, Morocco Brown was there in Gainesville, right? That's the big dog. That's the big guy. When they want true intel on a guy they love, they send Morocco Brown there, and he was there. They were at C.J. Stroud. They were at Bryce Young. I mean, uh, oh, and by the way, they were present at TCU's um, Pro Day, by the way, just so you guys know that. Uh, but uh, other than that, we, we all know Max Duggan's not coming to Indianapolis. Sorry, I took another drink again, guys. Um, but, but bear with me. I appreciate you guys uh, listening to this, by the way. So moving on to Chris Ballard's thoughts on, 
on Lamar Jackson. Okay. So, and I quote this one again from Zach Kiefer. Shout out Zach Kiefer from The Athletic. Anytime, and I quote, anytime a special player is available, which he is, you got to do the work. I'm not going to go into deep discussions on where it's at, what we're doing, or what we might do. But he's a really special player. You never know how any of this will work out. Technically, he's right. He is right. You know, he is a special player. Rarely do you ever see top five quarterbacks on the free agent market, you know, or at least on the market in general. Rarely do you see that. I mean, be, be honest and be real here. How many quarterbacks in this league at 100% health are you taking over Lamar Jackson today, right now? How many are you taking over Lamar Jackson? I can maybe count three. Four, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Who else? Who else? Maybe Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. Who else? So you only need one hand to count how many quarterbacks you would take over Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm assuming if he gets traded somewhere to the NFC, if he gets traded to the NFC, he's automatically the best quarterback in that conference. He can take over that conference in an instant. Now, where will he end up? I have no idea. We have 27 days and maybe even after the draft to figure out where he will be playing in 2023. For Chris Ballard, though, I mean, he even says it here. Uh, he He's not going to get into deep discussions on where it's at because technically, I mean, remember, go back to the Carson Wentz, you know, uh, it was about a week before Carson Wentz deal was official that he couldn't talk about it because you, you really can't talk about it. Honestly, it's against the rules. So he's keeping the door open. He's keeping our minds working, but where this is going, I feel is Lamar is a worst case scenario uh, option. You know, if somebody happens to trade up to three and Bryce young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Richardson are off the board you know as days goes by as days go by I, I still don't know you know where the Colts like or don't like Will Levis obviously they like the traits and they think there's really good film but then there's also moments and they ask more questions about him than they do about Anthony Richardson CJ Stroud Bryce Young and this is just stuff that I've been told they they just don't know how how to evaluate they they Will Levis is a very true, um, he is a true question mark, but you see the upside. And at the same time, you're just, you're still having to come to questions. You're still having to ask questions about him. So I would imagine if one, two, three, go young Stroud Richardson in any order, do they like Will Levis enough? Do they think he is worth the number four pick? Do they believe he's worth the number four pick? If not, then do you take best player available? Do you trade back? Do you still draft someone at the quarterback position? No, you're not drafting freaking Hendon Hooker. That's not happening. But do you take maybe a Jake Hayner, a Clayton Tudor, Malik Cunningham in the late rounds? Uh, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, like from UCLA, are you, are you thinking there or are you just trying to go best player available at number four? 
And then you're stuck with the two options of Gardner Minshew or Lamar Jackson. And at that point, you probably have to hurry up and make a decision. So again, this is all I feel like going to just come to a head Thursday, April 27th. When we find out what one, two, and three goes, how it goes down, we're going to find out uh, if Lamar Jackson goes to Indianapolis, really. Because all of this stuff, yes, Lamar Jackson is a spectacular player. He is in the... He's like at the beginning of his prime, already been an MVP of the league, already a top five quarterback in the league, and he's on the market, and it only cost you two first-round picks. Let me be clear. It only cost two first-round picks. I don't know where this narrative is coming from. I don't know if it's somebody from in the Colts Twitter or someone in Baltimore. I don't know why we keep adding on draft capital onto this, the original two first-round picks. It is only the two first-round picks per the CBA. It's in the collective bargaining agreement. Only two first-round picks when you get to a situation like this where Lamar and Baltimore are, okay? Just two first-round picks. So I've said it multiple times. If you have been listening to me, I've said it multiple times. I'm good either way. If we get Lamar, great, awesome, let's go. If we don't get Lamar, if we get Anthony Richardson, if we get Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, awesome, let's go. Because as long as you get the quarterback in here, man, I don't think any of us care. Well, I mean, uh, again, if if the quarterback is Will Levis, then West 56th Street is probably going to get burned to the ground. But still, get the quarterback in here. Uh, we're, we're probably not going to hear too much about this, you know, for the rest of the – you know, for the rest of the month, I'm just looking in here, guys. If you're watching while I'm uh, looking down, I'm just looking down, making sure I didn't miss any any points. So definitely got to make sure we're good there. Now, that's the Lamar Jackson situation. Again, it'll play out. We'll see how it goes. Chris Ballard doesn't know how it's going to go. We don't know how it's going to go. Things are fluid. Remember, there's there's still a a, a huge wild card here in all of this Arizona at number three do they stay there do they trade back with a Tennessee a Las Vegas a do, do they trade back does Detroit make a move and you know finally get their quarterback they have a promising young roster but do they believe in Jared Goff do they make a move Arizona is the wild card in all of this in all of this all of this conversation the wild card is what Arizona does at number three Pick Will Will Anderson or trade back with a quarterback needy team. That's what's going to determine all of this. So let's go ahead and move on here to a couple other points. We're going to be talking about Kenny Moore and Ryan Kelly. It is official. They are returning to Indianapolis in 2023. These two guys were were obviously hot names at uh, the beginning of the offseason and at the beginning of free agency. Kenny Moore has one year uh, left on his deal, while Ryan Kelly has two left on his deal. They uh, The Colts did make them available. They did get calls about Kenny Moore and Ryan Kelly, but Chris Ballard came out uh, this last week and talked 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about why he decided Kenny Moore and Ryan Kelly are going to stay. And I quote of Chris Bowden, at the end of the day, they're good football players for us and they're good people. It makes it hard to move away from those guys. For the foreseeable future, I see them being Colts. Now, you know, I'm not trying to come off as as a jerk or anything, man. They are great people. We know the type of leader and community guy Kenny Moore is. Ryan Kelly, again, has been a stand-up guy ever since he got drafted here. He's been through the lows of lows and the highs of this organization, and obviously we still pray for him and his lovely wife and his lovely family uh, for, for what happened last year, unfortunately, and we're still praying for you guys. We still love you guys, and we're still with you, and we hope that that you're living ha- happy today. When it comes to football, I mean, Chris Ballard says here they're they're good players for us. I, good player, you know, the word good being used very loosely in, in that sentence, in my opinion, because, I mean, it may be my opinion, but there's facts why I develop that opinion, right? Let me get a drink here real quick. Wow. Still a beautiful drink, man. Um, let's start with Kenny Moore, right? Obviously, we know his story. Started out New England practice squad, solid special teams player. Chris Ballard claims him, becomes a usual starter in the defense, and then eventually gets a Pro Bowl nod. Now, in that year, 2021, when Carson Wentz was here, there was also a coach that came, and Kenny Moore stepped up in in a way we haven't seen before. He was forcing turnovers. He was getting pass breakups, making open field tackles, getting tackles for loss, you know, just making plays left and right. And that coach's name was James Rowe. James Rowe the second, I believe. He is now in Chicago. He then followed Matt Eberflus to Chicago. Now, for James, uh, he and his lovely wife, by the way, love spending time in Chicago. They, I think they vacationed there a couple of times, even when they were in Indianapolis. But for for that, right? That year, 2021, Kenny Moore was on fire. Hard Knocks was covering the team. And then when Frank Wright gathers the team, when Frank Wright gathers the team, sorry guys, I had to burp. Um, when Frank Wright gathers the team on an episode of Hard Knocks, he announces there's seven Pro Bowlers. The last guy he saved for last for obvious reasons because we all wanted it for him. Kenny Moore got the Pro Bowl nod under James Rowe. Under James Rowe. And James Rowe, you check his his track record. Everywhere he's been, the secondary room has produced. Has produced. Everywhere he's been. He was in Washington. That secondary led the league in interceptions. He went to Appalachian State in college. 
that secondary led NCAA in interceptions. Comes to Indianapolis. Gets Kenny Moore to become a pro bowler. Rocky Sin is showing really good stuff when he was here, obviously. Isaiah Rogers even started showing some promise. Was showing promise before that anyway, but he's just started to, to grow. And what happens after he gets the Pro Bowl knock? Gets his tail whipped three days later. His absolute tail whipped against Hunter Renfro. Playoff spot on the line. Home regular or home season, uh, home finale, right? Because they got that last game against uh, Las Vegas, and then they go on the road that week 18 game against Jacksonville. Right after getting a Pro Bowl nod, he gets his absolute tail whipped the whole game. Couldn't guard a soul. Then you go to Jacksonville. Maybe it was a one-game anomaly, right? Maybe. It wasn't. The guy was absolutely bad, horrible in Jacksonville. To be fair with him, everybody was. The offensive line couldn't get a push. Jonathan Taylor couldn't get inches on a fourth and inches against the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line. He couldn't get a damn inch. But everybody was performed bad in that game. Kenny Moore just had a horrible two games since getting that Pro Bowl nod. So what happens after that? His defensive coordinator, who he developed a great relationship, by the way, took the head coach job in Chicago, took his corner coach with him. Then Gus Bradley comes along, longtime, really well-respected coach Ron Miles comes to town. Kenny Moore is struggling, and he is struggling hard, and it seems like it is a battle with Kenny Moore and Gus Bradley to figure out how he works in this scheme. Where can he fit? Where is his spot? Where is his place in this scheme? And he never really found it. They never really found it. They didn't. He was lost, missing tackles. I mean, the guys that were making plays were Stephon Gilmore's and Julian Blackman's and Rodney Thomas's, Isaiah Rogers. Those were the secondary secondary guys that were making plays. And then you look at the linebackers, Bobby O'Karake, Zaire Franklin. Kenny Moore was just getting beat and beat and beat. So when Chris Ballard comes out and says they've been good players for us, I'm sorry, man. Like, like, what are we doing when we evaluate players? Are we using four years ago or are we using the last year? Because that matters more. That should matter more in an evaluation than what he did four years ago, three years ago. What has he done today? And Kenny Moore was bad at the end of 2021, and he did not have a good 2022. He just did it, and those are facts. That's not my opinion. That's facts. Kenny Moore, I mean, again, me personally, I, I don't care if Kenny Moore is back or not. It's a He's got one-year deal left, so he'll hit, he'll hit free agency, and he won't be re-signed. So take this year as an evaluation year and see where guys fit and see if you can figure it out between Kenny Moore and Gus Bradley, and maybe you have that conversation about him coming back. But again, the, the last what? The last 19 games have not been a good indication that Kenny Moore has been a good player for the Indianapolis Colts. 
Chris Ballard, I, I I do commend him on how he loves his players and he wants to stick stick by his players. It's why he's one of the most respected GMs in the league, right? There are some GMs that who are just so quick, cut, 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 cut. There are some GMs out there, and Chris Ballard. Sometimes it can be a weakness. Sometimes it can be a strength. More times than not, it's a weakness. Just let the heartstrings tug and, hey, I'm going to keep you because I think you're a good guy, regardless of how many times you get your butt whooped on an out route. Regardless. It, 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 I, I just don't understand it. And then we go to Ryan Kelly, right? We, we go to Ryan Kelly. Again, we're, we're, we're still just so heartbroken, man. I'm still heartbroken just even thinking about it. But you go back to the last few years with Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly has not been performing like he did in 2018, in 2019. He's not that Ryan Kelly anymore, guys. He's not. 2021 was not the greatest year. 2022 was not a good year at all. I mean, he practically, you look at that first preseason game in Buffalo this year, guys. He got his ass handed to him by Tim Settle. Tim Settle beat Ryan Kelly bad in a preseason game. Okay, maybe it's just preseason, right? Nope. Goes to Houston, gets his butt whooped again. Goes to Jacksonville, gets his butt whooped again. He has not been playing to the level his contract suggests he should play at. The Colts are not paying for horrible center play. They're playing for great center play, really, Pro Bowl-level center play. And they they haven't got it in quite a while. They haven't gotten it. And this is a guy who has two years left on his deal. You could just do away and then put Danny Pinter in there. But because Chris Ballard has personal relationships, he doesn't want to let it go. He doesn't. Me, personally, I have more of an issue with Kelly than I have with Moore. And what this tells me, you're sitting here getting in front of the media talking about, oh, man, they're great players and they're great people. When these guys have been mediocre the last 17 games of the year, just this past year. I mean, some may say, and there are some out there that have said it. Chris Ballard, once again, being okay with mediocrity, being okay with average. I mean, if if we can see some competition be brought to these positions, then I'm all for it. But nothing has been added to the corner group. Nothing has been added to the offensive line. So, again, are we just taking an offensive line who was pathetic this past season and just saying, here, go out and do it again? What are we doing? What are we doing? We still got the draft, so we're not going crazy today in this episode, right? But still, what what are we holding on to? What is it that we are holding on to? I'm not trying to like come out as, oh my gosh, like I want to see people be fired or anything. No. But when you're just trying to build a team, and you have to sometimes realize and come to the realization these guys are not what they used to be. And they're not performing to the level we're paying them. Again, it's not my money. I'm not being affected by this 100%. But Chris Ballard, if I'm Chris Ballard, aren't I on the hot seat? Frank Reich was just fired. 
I'm not in the clear. I'm 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 in, I'm in the frying pan. I'm on fire. I need to start making moves. And is one of those moves need to consist of just keeping average play on the roster? I don't think so. If it was up to me, I would have traded Kenny and kept Stefan. At least Stefan won you some games. Stefan Gilmore is the sole reason why the Colts don't have the number one pick. He is legitimately the sole reason. Stephon Gilmore alone is the reason the Colts don't have the number one pick. But you traded him and kept Kenny, the guy who literally won you games. You won games because of Stephon Gilmore. We haven't said that about Kenny Moore in quite a while. For Ryan Kelly, again, I... Two years left on the deal. You could cut that money. You can go address corner. You can go address right guard. You can continue to address wide receiver. Maybe some corner help. Maybe you could use that money to go get Rocky Sin. Maybe. Those are the moves that I'm just like, okay, like what, what are we really doing here? But again, are the Colts really close to contention no they're not we we see the the problems on this team and for some reason chris ballard is content with keeping some problems uh but but again i'm still holding out hope that there can be an epiphany right these guys can return back to some of their normal selves as players ryan kelly has been a pro bowl center for much of his career kenny moore has played well but to me, and this is just me speaking, ever since he got that Pro Bowl nod, it just seems like he checked out. Not checked out of the game, but the desire to be great, the desire to want to win games, or just, just the desire alone just looks like just from the naked eye. Okay, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the weight room. I'm not in the film room. I'm not even in the damn same state as Kenny Moore. Just to the naked eye, my eye, and these are some pretty bad eyes, by the way. To my eyes, this isn't the same Kenny Moore that was suiting up at the beginning of 2021 determined to get a Pro Bowl nod. This isn't the same Kenny Moore. It's not. For many reasons that I'm not going to hold against them, this isn't the same Ryan Kelly. What do you gain from keeping these guys? There's many conversations to be had, but as Colts fans, it's important that now that the, the now that the decision has been made, let's rally around him. Let, let's cheer on Kenny Moore. Let's cheer, cheer on Ryan Kelly. Right? Me personally, I would have just, you know, in my um in my GM series, you know, I I, I traded Kenny Moore and uh, cut Ryan Kelly, and those two guys were obviously hot names. They got trade calls, teams were interested in them, and Chris Ballard says no. Chris Ballard said no to draft capital for guys who have performed average. That says a lot, and it's not a good thing. It's not a good sign. But I think that's where we'll table this because what am I going to say that's going to change the fact that Kenny Moore and Ryan Kelly are staying? So let's cheer them on. Let's cheer them on. You know, I'm going to try to forget these last couple of years of how bad these guys have played, but it's going to be hard. 
But when we get to training camp, when we get to 2023, hey, man, we're cheering for him. We're cheering for everybody. We're cheering for Kenny Moore. We're cheering for freaking Ryan Kelly. Braden Smith, who started off bad in 2022, this past year, but picked it up, started getting better, started playing like the Braden Smith we know him to be, right? So, again, there still haven't been moves at the right guard spot, at the corner spot. Corner, you could double dip there. You got three fifth-round picks. It's a deep corner class. Landon and Jack will have more to say about that. But, hey, things are looking up for the Indianapolis Colts, right? I think as a fan base, we've hit rock bottom already. So if two good teammates – Good community guys want to come back. Okay, hey, more power to it, right? More power to it. Welcome back, Ryan Kelly. Welcome back, Kenny Moore. Hey, man, Indianapolis is y'all's home. Glad that y'all don't have to move y'all's families because there are some people out there that have to move every eight months, and I don't want that for any family. So, hey, welcome back to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, guys, I think that'll do it for this show. You know, didn't want to go on long. I think I probably went on longer than I was probably aiming for. But once again, guys, we're going to have great draft content for the rest of April leading up to the draft. Landon and Jack, our two draft writers, are going to be here every Thursday talking to you guys about draft prospects and which ones could fit best with the Indianapolis Colts. We are excited for that. Make sure to remember and always put this in your notes that we, the Blue Stable, will be going live on draft night, April 27th, we will be jumping on 30 minutes before the start of the first round. We're going to be talking about so many things that have happened between tonight and April 27th. We're going to be having so much to talk about, guys. All right. So we love you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, if you just got annoyed listening to my voice, trust me, I do not blame you one bit. I tell myself to shut up sometimes. So you have the, uh, the power to just cut the cord and say, okay, I'll listen to this later. So thank you to those who have stayed for the whole episode. Make sure if you haven't already, make sure you leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would really help us out if you enjoy the Blue Stable. Uh, help us out there and see, you know, give us some feedback on how we've been doing, how we can get better. We always are looking for that kind of stuff, guys. Thank you again uh, for listening to this episode of the Blue Stable Podcast. And we will be back with you next week. Starting our draft coverage, guys. We're here now. We're probably going to do a couple shows a week. Landon, Jack, it's y'all's time. I'm excited for you guys uh, to, to hear what these guys got cooking up. All right. So, guys, without uh, further ado, it's going to be a big weekend, by the way. A big week. You know, you got WrestleMania. I'm going to be watching that. I, I'm, I'm loving this WrestleMania lineup. Even the little kid in me still loves WWE at times. Um, you got the Final Four, right? Pro days are happening this week. So it's going to be it's going to be really good. And also there's like an Easter egg thing going on this weekend at well y'all didn't need to know that. But uh, anyways guys, thank you for listening to this show. Enjoy your weekend whether you're watching the final four, whether you're watching WrestleMania, regardless guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blue Stable podcast. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
Facebook guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.